Morning. I just wanted to give a reminder as well as uh, we missed it in the announcement. 7.30 tonight, devotional at the Crooks House for Roots and Reach. Just bring friends and food to share. And uh, Roots and Reach clan, you're welcome at our house this evening. 7.30. Um, there was a, it, there's, it's amazing how you know, some little things can throw you off just a little bit sometimes. And when Dan came up and did announcements earlier, he came back and he said, man, I just feel like something's off, something's strange, and I can't figure out what it was. And, and, uh, and I realized, we talked about it for a second, we realized what it was, is the great pillar of faith, Beth Schrader, usually sits right here, and she was sitting back there, and it threw us off, and we had to, had to regroup and refigure out how to do things here this morning. So we're, uh, we're adjusting, and, and be patient with us. No, it's just, it's just a, it's amazing how, you know, just as a church family, there's, there's as, a, as, a, as a group, we work together, and there's wonderful things that happen. You know, Beth's family, part of them are here with us today, and, and that's an exciting time. And, um, and what, what a blessing. All of us are here today. Uh, we're gonna, this is an exciting day. Uh, Carl Spiegel is going to be appointed as another elder in the church today. And before we get there, I want to talk about, uh, we're going to walk through some scriptures. I want to talk about, oh, wait a minute. Okay, there we are. There's not, it's not in the back. I'll have to, you have to look at the back of my head a little bit. Is that all of us have heroes. How many of you have got heroes on, the, on this picture here somewhere? Okay, some of you have heroes, yeah, that are on this picture right here. Yeah, there's a few of them. I'm not even, yeah, I think I know the names of all those ones there. How about um, here? Does anybody have any heroes here? All right, there we got some heroes. You know what's amazing about these little shrimpy guys right here? You know, just little, little tiny guys. You know this, let's see if I got this guy right here. What's his name? Steph Curry. Steph Curry. You know, that guy is almost as tall as I am. That gives you any indicator of what's going on around him there. This guy uh, right here, Kevin Durant, I, was, I think Landon was telling me that he's got, he's got a 7-foot, 4-inch wingspan. Watch the guy walk around. I mean, his arms hang, just huge, huge wingspan. And you know how tall a basketball hoop is? Is 10 feet. Hey, when Kevin Durant releases his jump shot, he's shooting from 10-foot, 6 inches. Is that correct, Landon? Yeah, 10.5 feet. So he, he's actually... He, he's higher than the basket when he shoots. Try to block that. Okay? There's some, maybe some heroes there. Um, how about this? There's some heroes here. Yeah. Right, there's hands going up here. Right, the mighty Chewbacca, right? Yeah, great heroes here. How about here? We got some heroes here? Yeah, absolutely. This is a picture of what happened in Iwo Jima when the, the Marines uh, landed and, and raised the U.S. flag there. Other heroes for us, maybe. George Washington, anybody? Or read some of George Washington quotes. Or Abraham Lincoln, people of courage at, at times that were difficult, and they led our country in a good direction and produced some really positive results and helped unify people in, in times where there was a lot of division. Uh, those are some, some great heroes. Uh, maybe we have other people that are heroes or are family members, a teacher that really led us in a good direction. And hopefully all of us have people that we can point to that are spiritual heroes for us. Those people in, in Scripture, maybe there's someone you, you look at in Scripture and you think, boy, this person, I always learn something great whenever I read them, uh, read their story and, and what they have to say because they impact me, they touch me. I know there was a friend of mine in, in Great Falls, he told me years ago, he's about my age, and he was an Air Force officer, 
and a very successful Air Force officer. He's done very, very well in his career. And he said, my, one of my great heroes in Scripture is Nehemiah, because Nehemiah, as far as I could tell, didn't preach, and I can't preach. He, didn't, uh, he wasn't a spiritual leader in the sense that he, he, was, he worked in ministry, but he was a governor. He was a government official that took his job to honor God very seriously. And as a military officer, I've done the same, and I hope I can make an impact like Nehemiah. Now, all of us have those type of people, hopefully, that we can look at and say, yeah, that's a person in Scripture that, that maybe that's who I need to look to and, and try to be like that person. And they can help change me, their, their example. Um, there is, uh, hopefully, our elders here are spiritual heroes for all of us. And we'll get to that, and we'll talk more about that here in just a minute. But I know this has been quite a process that we've gone along to, uh, to go through the process of, if you remember, way back, there was a time where we started off where I preached nine different lessons about spiritual leadership. And I know at the end of that, my kids were saying, are we going to talk about elders and spiritual leadership again? Dad, come on. And we talked through it, and we spent a lot of time walking through, what does it look like for, according to God's word, for people to be spiritual leaders that call the rest of us higher. And we, we walked through that, and we spent some time talking about that in life groups. And we asked the church, very basically a simple question after we got through that, who are the people, the men in this church, that are shepherding you and that you believe would be uh, fit the profile of what a shepherd looks like? And there were some names that came to the surface. And we... Uh, uh, the, the Elder Selection Committee uh, we approached those, uh, those, those men and their wives uh, along with the elders, and we sat together and we prayed together. And uh, some of those men came back and said, I can't serve right now, but this is what it's done for me. I didn't expect it, and it's caused me to really think about what I need to be uh, for God. And I'm on board spiritually. I'm on board of the mission of this church. just can't serve right now, but I am totally on board, and this is exciting for us. And... Um, and Carl Spiegel, I can't say enough about how fantastic his attitude has been through this process. Because Carl has, has said, in a nutshell, I don't necessarily see myself as a spiritual leader. I'm not you know, one that gets up and, and has a, a lot of words. He's going to say some words here in a few minutes, and he stressed that his words are going to be few. <laughs> They're going to be short. That's great, Carl. It's fantastic. But he, he said, if the church sees me as that, then I'll let my name stand. And the church responded, again, very, positive, very favorably, yes, Carl, we want you to serve as one of the shepherds in the church here. And Karen has been along this process, praying alongside Carl. And, uh, and that's, that's what a tremendous attitude. And uh, there's a, I've got the, the cape over here, the red cape. You remember the red cape? We've, the red cape has had a lot of, of playtime here the last while. The red cape. I told... I told Dan and Mark and, and uh, Carl, I said, maybe you guys should wear the capes, you know, spiritual heroes today. <laughs> and, and Carl said, I'm no hero. I'm just trying to do what God wants me to do. Yeah, tremendous, tremendous attitude. Um, and I think through this process, just the way, and I think what we'll all see, is the way that Carl and Carol handle, Carl and Karen handle themselves are a great example for all of us uh, to, sh- to shoot for. So let's look at um, spiritual leadership or elders here. We're going to take a few minutes to walk through some of this in First Peter chapter 5. Go ahead and turn there. Maybe your finger's already there because that's where, where Chris read from here just a minute ago. First Peter chapter 5. 
And I'm going to read starting in chapter one, or chapter five, verse one through four. And we went through this, but we highlighted some different things before. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Here, what Peter does, <coughs> excuse me, he speaks as a fellow elder. He says, as, as a fellow elder and as one who has witnessed the sufferings of Christ, and that there's, maybe there's a point there that's important for us to note, is that a person can't serve in spiritual leadership unless they've suffered. And that's what um, all of our elders have walked through at different times. Um, I want to speak to, um, to Dan and Mark and Carl, our, our shepherds here, uh, as, as Peter speaks to, to you in Scripture. As a church, uh, our request is that as you always have as people and as have up to this point and continue to do so, is shepherd us with eagerness. There's nothing more important than the spiritual lives of people in this life and getting people to the next life. And you've honorably and continue to in your lives uh, to continue to, to put people's spiritual well-being above your own comfort and have led us effectively and courageously in that. And we ask you to be people that always deal with us honestly and transparent, and you've, you've done that. And, and we thank you for that, and we appreciate that. And as uh, Scripture says, be courageous. There's times where um, there's a, maybe you have to, to, to lead courageously, and, and that's not the, the most comfortable thing, but... Churches always need people, the shepherds, who will lead courageously when that time comes. And we ask that of you, and we thank you for that. Uh, shepherd us also with um, gentleness, and uh, the definition being sometimes be patient with a person, and the person is more important than the letter of the law at the moment. And uh, as we are people that are messy people, sometimes it takes us a little bit to come around and, and be patient with us and be gentle with us as we are strong. Uh, trying to, to change and transform into the people that, that uh, God has called us to be. And by providing these type of godly examples, what God's promise is to you as shepherds is that you will receive a great reward, a tremendous reward from God for saying, I will not go through this life just doing what is comfortable for me, but I will do what is right in God's kingdom. And if God's people call me to serve as a shepherd, then I'll do that. Man, what a tremendous example. Thank you for that, and um, and we're thankful for your willingness to serve and to walk among us and to provide that example for us. Okay, it is allergy season, and I do have allergies, but that's a little different here. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. Just Lyle, point at me and say, "Knock it off." Okay. All right, there we go. All right, for for the church, uh, Peter continues on and speaks here, and he speaks to young people. But what he speaks about is is this elder relationship here. Uh, elder congregation relationship that's, that's helpful for all of us. Look in verse 5. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders, all of you. <coughs> Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Okay, look at these verses right here. There's some things that are important that come up. Is 
you notice what is said, first of all, is that if you're younger, submit yourself to your elders. Now, that is, is one thing for, I know in our world, is, is a hard word for us to get our minds around because we think, wait a minute, I'm an American, I don't submit to anybody, I do whatever I want. You know, that, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but that's sort of how we, we, can, we can approach things. But submission is a, a position of strength where we say, no, I'm going to submit, I'm going to consider the spiritual wisdom of someone else greater than mine at this point, and I'm going to, to, uh, to, to, to not do or say what I really want to, but I'm going to do what's right at this point. That's what submission is about. If you, in fact, if you turn to Hebrews chapter 13, look at chapter, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. He says, have confidence in your leaders. And he's talking about leaders here, which would include elders. And submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as one who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For that would be of no benefit to you. Okay? Now listen, and this is an important concept, I think, for, for us to think about. When we think about um, submitting to our, our elders, our job is to, Lord willing, make the role of the elders in this church a great joy. Okay? If think about this. What if oh, I go to before God someday and I'm standing before God and he says, "Chris, you had all these good qualities, you did all these things. Why on earth did you make the elders in the churches that you are a part of their lives so difficult? Why on earth did you do that?" Now, I hope God never says that to me because we see in scripture here, but we can make uh, people's lives, their elders' lives, difficult by just trying to, if you think, how many of you raised sheep? A few? Okay, goats. We had goats. And Scripture uses goats as, a, as an example for people who try to get out of the pens. And I, I remember, and I can feel it to this day, there is a goat in our neighborhood, and when I drive by that goat or ride my bicycle, I look at that goat, I have nasty feelings. You know? <laughs> because what happened is we, it took... Everything that my parents had, all the energy that we had, to try to fence those goats in. And you fence them in, they will figure out a way to jump, they'll figure out a way to get out, and they'll figure out a way to do whatever they want. And sometimes as people, we can do that. The spiritual shepherds do whatever they can to try to keep the road, but we are absolutely intent on shipwrecking... What's the word? Ship. Wrecking, thank you. Shipwrecking our faith and doing whatever we can in order to try to, to destroy what we're doing. And, and, make, and what that does is it makes their life hard. And so that's something that we can all do as people, is, is make sure that, that we are self-reflective enough to say, all right, I'm not going to be one that goes out of my way to try to shipwreck my faith and be someone that is constantly creating problems, but I am going to be one that does submit to the elders, understands that they may know something that I don't, and I'm going to, to, to watch their life, and I'm going to, to listen to what they have to say, and I'm going to give God my best. And that's what I'm going to do, day in, day out. We also see that Peter talks here about um, uh, living with humility. Okay? The idea, <coughs> excuse me, living with humility is, is, again, not I know everything, but willing to defer that someone else may have my best spiritual interests in mind. It's amazing in our world how um, I know that um, there's there's some in the church here that do blogs and I read them and they're you know fantastic just what the internet does and allows 
us to write and get information out from little Belgrade, Montana. But I know the, the, the flip side of that is there's some blogs that I've read by people out there that, um, that have decided they're experts in some field. And I read that and I think, oh my goodness, what on earth is this person saying? I wish they would just stop writing. This person doesn't have anything to say. They just have too much time in their hands, okay? That's what's going on here. And so what that is is really a lack of humility of not understanding that maybe I don't know everything, maybe someone else does, and I'm going to, to submit and humble myself and really believe that I have something to learn from people. And I've, I've been around people like that, and I think I've been this way sometimes, is where you think that you're just a little bit smarter than everybody else around. And that never goes well. That's called pride, and that always ends poorly. And what I've tried to do in my, my life is I've go along is try to see the opportunity that I can learn from everybody around me somewhere, especially those that are spiritual leaders that help call me higher to be the person that I need to be. Live with humility. Uh, give your anxiety to God. This is important because when we start having anxiety, that worrying, 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 Scripture tells us to give it to God and then God will lift us up in due time. Where we tend to put anxiety is a couple different places. Uh, if, we, if we get tired of dealing with the anxiety on our own, we tend to give it to the people that are the most visible and the most vulnerable around us. That's typically what happens. And so sometimes we tend to give our anxiety to the elders. I'm worried about this. I have all of this, all this, and we give the anxiety to them. Okay? And what happens is if we're not willing to look for a solution and look for, for what the way to, to get past this anxiety, whatever the problem may be, all we're doing is giving our anxiety to somebody else so that they carry that burden. And then we come back around the next week and we give the anxiety again. We come back around the next week and giving. Do you see that what happens is we don't find a solution because we've become comfortable just giving anxiety uh, and passing anxiety around. And so Scripture tells us is um, give your anxiety to God. Um, also, we can direct our anxiety at elders sometimes. Uh, their elders are, did something I don't understand, therefore my anxiety is my crosshairs are firmly planted on their head, um, and I'm frustrated with them. But the reality is, is maybe the situation, whatever we're frustrated about, whatever that anxiety is, is to totally different than we understand. And so God instructs us is to give our anxiety to him, because what he does is then he lifts us up and he takes care of us in his time. And that's just a good exercise for all of us to pursue is when we feel that anxiety, we feel that, that worrying, is we say, all right, I know what this is, time out, time out, time out. God, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to take some time, I'm going to pray about it, and when I feel this again, I'm just going to keep giving it to you. Um, and, and God says he'll take it, and he'll lift us up, and he'll bless us in due time. Um, another thing that is mentioned, it's not mentioned in First in Peter, but I, well, let's go back to Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. You notice that's what with Dan and Mark and Carl, um, they've been asked to serve as elders in the church because they're an example for us to imitate their faith. Something that I think is I've realized through life, um, and I remember one of the first places I realized this, when I was in, in Italy, I went there and, and um, 
I got off the plane. I knew uh, one Italian phrase, which is a pickup line. That's all I knew. It worked. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't use that on Sylvia. That would have never worked on Sylvia. But I remember getting into language school and starting in and, and wrestling through. I can't even hardly say hi to people. How on earth do I communicate the message of God to people and wrestling through that? And I remember I, I went out one evening with one of the young men in the church in Florence where I was in language school, and I asked him, what in English, what can I do here to do a good job? And he looked at me and he said, you know, I've been a part of this church for a long time, for many years now, and there's been people come and go, there's been students come and go with this program, and nobody has ever asked me, what could I do to do a good job? And he gave me some great counsel that helped me in the next months uh, do make avoid some mistakes that I probably would have made in going into a completely different culture where I didn't speak the language. And I learned a very valuable lesson there, is that we can save ourselves a whole lot of heartache if we ask. And that's part of what elders are for. Hopefully all of us have the courage to say, Dan, Mark, Carl, you guys have walked through life. I've seen fruit in your life. How can I be the person that God wants me to be? What are some things that you've learned that have, that have been beneficial to you to be the person that God wants you to be? And those answers that you get, put those into practice. And there's great stuff that will come from them and great fruit that, that you can produce in your life too. And so in all of that, there is God has created the church for you have the elders and, and you have, you know, for our purposes today, those that are shepherding us and those that are sheep. And our job is to work together to make all of us, lift all of us to become more what God wants us to be. Now, just imagine this. Someday, Lord willing, my dream, our dream, all of us, is that we're sitting there in heaven together, sitting around the campfire. I don't know what, how it works there at all. And we're talking about this time in life that God placed us all together to walk through life and to be his people here in this valley, in this community, and in the surrounding areas. And who knows how many other places that are impacted. And we're hearing about places that hundreds of years from now, if Jesus hasn't returned, that are impacted because of stuff that happened here during our lifetime. And it just goes on, these discussions. It's just tremendous encouraging. And wouldn't it be amazing... If we're able to sit there and, and the elders say, man, you guys were great to shepherd. It was wonderful. It was fantastic. And it was, man, allergies. Stop it. Thank you, Lyle. Man, it was, it was fantastic. This is great. And because of this, you stepping to the table, many, many others over the years stepped to the table and said, yes, I will serve as a shepherd because I see that this is what God calls me to be. And what an exciting time you know, we can look forward to someday. So that's, that's my prayer um, as uh, God continues to, uh, to lead us and guide us. Uh, usually what I tell you at this point in time, if you want prayers of the church, you can go to the back. Now, that, that is for real. You can go to the back. The elders wait in the back for you. For anybody who wants to come back <coughs> excuse me, and, and would like prayers to pray with them and their wives. Um, today, the elders are going to come down front. And so um, here in, in, a, in a bit. And so if you, if you miss them, you will catch them. They're here somewhere. But let's uh, stand and sing together. If you'd like to become a Christian, you're also welcome to come forward and we'll stand and sing together.